This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Hello and welcome to TV Concierge, a daily podcast where Ringer staffers help you navigate the crowded TV landscape. I'm Chris Ryan, and today I'm joined by Juliet Littman to talk about Dead to Me. It's returning for its second season, or it's returned for its second season on Netflix. Juliet, what's up? And tell me why I should watch Dead to Me. Hello. Great to talk to you, Chris. You should watch Dead to Me because it's a fun and easy watch. And there aren't that many of these. And I think it's sort of like... If you like the money laundering of Ozark, then give this a shot if you want something a little bit lighter. I will say this show would benefit from Jason Bateman, but it's still doing great. (laughs) Christina Applegate and Linda Carnaliti are the two leads. They both have like their own cult followings. Christina Applegate was nominated for an Emmy, in fact. And it's like a, it was a surprise hit last year. It ended up on my Netflix and I was like, huh, what's this? I'll watch it. And I watched it all in one weekend and regretted it because I wanted it to last longer. So it's just kind of like fun. It's just like a, a fun version of basically Southern California meets Ozark is what I'll say. So this is one of these shows that I think you want to give people if they don't know a little bit of a breakdown of the premise of the show. Yes, absolutely. So Christina Applegate husband has died in a hit and run accident and she is at like a grief group where she meets Linda Cardellini, who's kind of like a wacky woman who's also grieving Not exactly sure what you find out later. And then she works at a senior citizen's home and Linda Cardellini does. Meanwhile, Christina Applegate's trying to kind of like move her family forward. She's a real estate broker in Orange County. And it's kind of about these two women's friendship that they they strike up as they're both dealing with grief. And then it takes a money laundering turn, which is like a baby, a mild spoiler, but who cares? And it's just like enjoyable. Like both those actresses are really pleasant and really good actresses. So this is a great example of a show that I feel like really in some ways could only be on Netflix or really could only be as popular as it is on Netflix. I think it's a really entertaining show. It's the number one show on Netflix's top 10 as we're recording this right now on Monday. And it's, its second season's been out for a couple of days. But there's something about you take high concept, you take 
somewhat darker material, a little bit raunchy at times, a little bit like, let's be real. I, I feel like it definitely couldn't be network television. Um, no. And in some ways, it's hard to imagine this on HBO. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like it's prestigious enough maybe to be on HBO, but it's actually just like very, very, very well executed television that is like perfect for binging. Can I tell you what it's true antecedent is? Sure. It's Ancestor. Desperate Housewives. Yeah. There's no question. It's sort of a spiritual successor, but with like a Netflix twist. And so it has a lot of like that kind of fun intrigue that that show had. And it very much captures the aughts Orange County vibe of like the big house and like the ocean vaguely nearby. That was part of Desperate Housewives and the OC. And it sort of is like a very familiar backdrop. And then it feels super Netflixy in a, in a weird way. And there's something about these shows, this ineffable Netflix vibe that you get. And is it because it's on Netflix or is it because you watch it all in one sitting or are writers writing for Netflix now? I don't really know the answer to that. I think that there's a combination of a bunch of different things. Like what was that show? The show with Drew Barrymore and... Um, Santa Clarita Diet. Santa Clarita Diet is another really good example of this where it's like a little dark, very high concept, but essentially in its execution is like a basically like a network dramedy like it that's what mm -hmm. it looks you know and that's the same thing i would say for like you're saying with dead to me it kind of has all the vestiges of what people are used to with watching television with like all the like titillating parts about prestige or pay cable tv yeah totally and there's something about seeing these two women together that i think is particularly fun and reminds me more of network television than it does of HBO. But I, I just think like no one, no one was really like, you know who needs a new vehicle and no shots, but no one was like Linda Cardellini, let's get her a new show or Christina Applegate, let's get her a new show. But they're both veterans of television, right? Like they're on like beloved cult classics. Christina Applegate is a big part of my childhood via yeah. married with children, obviously. And it's sort of like two actresses. So I feel like we're kind of like wayward and now have this great show to anchor them on Netflix. Yeah. And they would, it's two actresses who also like were getting cast a lot or probably like if everything had stayed the same with, with the way t TV and movies worked, probably would have had careers going forward as playing like the wife, the girlfriend or the office friend in movies and TV shows. And because mm -hmm. you have this kind of paradigm shift later, like in the last like five to 10 years, you get to see like more fully formed, they get to play more fully formed characters. Yeah. So what do you think of season two? You know, it's one of those shows where I'm just like, how do you squeeze a second season out of this? But that is also a Netflix hallmark. It's, you could say the same thing about Ozark. You could say the same thing even about uh, Orange is the New Black, where, you know, obviously they found so much to get out of the ensemble there. But once you get past that initial premise, you're like, wow, okay, so we're going to keep going with this. I actually, I think it, they've really happened upon like a really dynamic setting for a show though and they could go a lot of different ways with it i've only watched a couple of episodes of the second season but i really enjoyed it so far it's more the linda cardellini season season one was very much the christina applegate yeah, and understanding, her grief. Yeah. yes understanding her grief and how it was manifesting we've moved on in season two to kind of more of the like accomplices phase and the leader of the accomplice phase is linda cardellini and like her her character is just sort of like it's kind of like always a bridesmaid, never the bride, always an accomplice, never the criminal. And she is just kind of going along with it. But she is now like engulfed in a whole second wave of grief. I won't give away too much, but another key piece of information, which I feel like we just have to discuss. And I'm sorry if, you know, this shouldn't ruin things for you too much, but James Marsden still on the show. Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, James Marsden has an amazing ability to keep on coming back. It's like when he was on Westworld and you were surprised <laughs> to keep seeing him. I'm sure he's he might still reappear on Westworld at some point. Yeah, you can't write him out. But I was I was really happy to see him. I'm James Marsden stock. You probably can get a good discount on right right now, and I'm all in. Love that he, guy. Also, just the fact that James Marsden has not aged a day in like 15 years. I know. I was like, are, are we still in the year 2000? He's been in so many things that I really like. I think that's another thing I like about this show and many shows on Netflix is it's like actors who you've known for a long time and you're like, oh, this feels right. This is a good landing spot for you at this point in your career. The other thing I would just say quickly about this show and, and you know, I think we tend to, when we first start reading about or talking about a show, think about the concept or what it represents. This is actually like a pretty well-plotted and also very plotted show. Like there's a lot of story going on in this. And uh, those tend to be the best engines for multi seasons. Like if you're yeah. gonna do if you're gonna do something like this, you kind of need to have lots of like A, B, and C plots, lots of twists, lots of like how is this gonna work out? We have to document everything. Oftentimes, if you're just gonna do a show where it's like this person's just kind of discovering who they are in this wacky city, it's hard to get a lot of, of miles out of that. Yeah, and there's always like another strand to pull, which is. Mm-hmm. A good part of it. And someone like Linda Cardellini, which was smart in the season, she works at a nursing home. So patients come in and out. It's kind of like borrowing from the doctor show. Yeah. Um, canon, L- Linda Cardellini knows quite a bit about doctor shows. Hell yeah. ER nurse Sam <laughs> um, with new patients and new residents. You can like always weave in new people, which is what they also done in season two, which has which has been nice as well. And I think we just also would be remiss to not say it's like one of the more fun, totally female driven shows. Like the, yeah. the four of the five main characters, four of six, maybe five of seven are all women. And I yeah. think that's actually, that's still pretty rare outside of a show like Orange is the New Black, which is sort of like making a statement about, about women. Sure. This show is, is way more kind of um, conventional than that. But I think that's one of the reasons why it's so fun to watch all these women acting together is because it's taking a pretty familiar just premise and going forward with it, which I, which I just enjoy. And that's also another reason why like Netflix shows like this work is because they have the latitude to do that. Yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of other people are enjoying it too, being number one and all. Do you think if you're like a showrunner or, you know, like it must feel so good to get that number one tag on Netflix now, right? Like you wake up on Monday morning and you're like, Oh, this is what people were doing all weekend. They were watching my show. Yeah. And one of the things that's kind of interesting is that Netflix's PR, like the way they advertise these shows is so kind of invisible. Like you just, the platform is the promotion. Like, you know, you won't necessarily see billboards for Dead to Me. It's, it's, you won't necessarily come across trailers for Dead to Me. But when it's on, they will make sure you see it's there and it's right up there in the carousel and people get excited. They're like, oh, I didn't know this was coming back. It's back. I have something to watch this weekend. I know. That's how I thought. I was like, "Oh, Dead to Me's back! Great!" I, can't, I would love to know I can't the amount. Of, I would love to know the average amount of episodes watched this weekend because I bet it it's not insignificant. Yeah, it must be really high. And then also, they get people who haven't seen season one in the door because they're mm-hmm. advertising season two. I'm so happy they released the top ten. I love knowing what other people are watching instead yeah. of like having to guess. I, yeah, I find it really fascinating. Outer Banks still going strong. So strong. The teens, man. Teens and people our age as well. I mean, our colleagues all like it, but dead to me. Check it out. For just a fun, easy watch. It's also like if you're working from home, it's great for the end of the day. So it's a good way to ease into your personal time. Yeah, get into your California lifestyle. All right, Juliet, Dead to Me season two. It's on Netflix now. Talk to you soon.
This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.